Well, welcome to uh, Readers and Writers, the podcast for people who love to read and for people who love to write. I'm Colin Smith with Unlocking the Bible, and we are here at the Gospel Coalition Conference in the uh, exhibit hall. Plenty of noise, plenty of activity, and with me is Cameron Cole. Delighted that you're here, and we are here to talk about Gospel-Centered Youth Ministry, a practical guide which was uh, edited by Cameron Cole and also by uh, John Nielsen. It, it's, it's a marvelous, marvelous book. I'll just give a, a sample of what's in this, um, Cameron, before you talk about why you wrote it. I mean, the extent of it is extraordinary. Keeping the gospel at the heart of all things, making disciples in youth ministry, expositional teaching in youth ministry, building relationships in youth ministry, building community, in youth ministry, partnering with parents, small groups, uh, doing Bible study in youth ministry, leadership training, music, retreats, evangelism, serving the poor, short-term mission trips. I mean, I can't imagine anything else you could put in a book like this. <laughs> and it really is practical. So thank you for this book. Yeah. Um, tell me about the story behind the book. What was it in you that got you going on wanting to uh, pull together these excellent essays that you've edited on youth ministry? Sure, well, there's, there's kind of a philosophical story behind it and there's a practical story behind it. Uh, the philosophical story is that, you know, my belief is that the kind of the failure, one of the primary failures of youth ministry has been that the gospel is basically reduced to justification. Right. The way we present the gospel to kids is you trust Jesus so that you get out of hell yep. and you go to heaven. Yep. And then that's the end of the gospel right, right. there. And so then the rest of the Christian life uh, boils down to effort. Right. It's just try hard to be a good person for God. The gospel is the ABC of Christianity, but not the A to Z of Christianity. And so first off, uh, we wanted to write a book that showed how the gospel applies to all facets of youth ministry, how it, how it applies to all facets of the Christian life, but also how the gospel should inform everything we do in youth ministry. So philosophically, that is what we were hoping to accomplish with the book. Now, practically speaking, there had been, praise the Lord, a couple of books come out in the last 10 years that talk about a gospel-centered philosophy of ministry in youth ministry. Uh, one of those Brian Cosby's book, Giving Up Gimmicks, and another Alvin Reed's book, As You Go. And those books were tremendous as far as articulating a philosophy. Well, also in youth ministry, there were books that were practical about how to actually do youth ministry, how to implement a youth ministry program. But there wasn't a book that merged the two, right. that, that both communicated a gospel-centered philosophy, but then went through the different categories of youth ministry and talked about how um, how the gospel informs things like retreats and volunteer recruitment and your small groups and relationships with parents and, uh, and, and worship through music and things of that nature. And so what we did is we sat down, and it's, it's actually it's kind of ironic, it was at the Gospel Coalition Conference uh, back in 2013, we were eating breakfast and we were talking about the need for this book and I pulled out a piece of paper and it actually had ketchup on it. And I wrote down, I wrote down an outline. Okay, these are the categories of youth ministry, and like this is how the gospel could apply in all of these. And anyhow, we said, you know, it would be great one day to write a book, you know, based on this outline written in pencil on a piece of like scrap paper with ketchup on it. I hope and, you kept that bit of paper with a ketchup on oh, it. You actually, should frame no. it. <laughs> well, so anyhow, so a few months later, Colin Hansen from the Gospel Coalition called, and he said. 
hey, we're doing some projects with Crossway and we were thinking about maybe uh, a project that related to youth ministry. Do you think that maybe you guys could come up with something and people from Rooted? And I said, yes, I think we can. And he said, how long do you think it would take you to send me a bare bones proposal or skeleton of that book? <laughs> and I said, I think probably about three to four hours. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say you produced it out your pocket completely no, 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 with a ketchup no, stain. No. I'm more sanitary than that, right? <laughs> probably all kinds of germs on that, on that piece of paper. Anyhow, no, so we typed it up and sent it, it over the next it's day. It's the range of what's in this that I think uh, makes it so very valuable. Uh, many folks are going to think about, uh, you know, gospel at the center of youth ministry. That means uh, it's got to be at the center in the preaching and, and so forth. Right. But uh, to think of it in terms of small groups, mission trips, I mean, the whole range of what's here, right. uh, you really have touched every imaginable aspect of uh, youth ministry and, uh, and said, what does it mean to put the gospel at the center? So it really is a practical guide, uh, and uh, I find that immensely helpful. Now, this is a collection of essays from, right. uh, you have the leading essay yourself, Cameron, but you've gathered together a whole team of practitioners Folks are actually doing this and uh, assigned them different areas in which they had particular passion. Talk about what that process is like to sure. edit a book. It's quite different from uh, writing a book. You've got a commission. Tell us what that looks like. Right. Well, first off, um, through working with a ministry called Rooted, where it's uh, we promote gospel-centered youth ministry and we have a blog, we have about 100 writers who write for us. And so over time, you just come in contact with people and you kind of will read their blog right. articles and see man, this person really, they really have authority. They have education, they have experience, they have wisdom that the Lord has given them in this facet of youth ministry. You know, and I, as we were considering writing this book, you know, I thought to myself, gosh, if, if I could pick one person to be the voice for how to do gospel-centered ministry with the poor, I would bring in Philip Walkley, who's in Memphis. Right. Or if I were going to have one person to talk about gospel-centered missions and youth ministry, I would bring in Elizabeth Elliot, who was a missionary in Nicaragua. Not the Elizabeth Elliot that everyone's familiar with, but someone, uh, you know, a redheaded Elizabeth Elliot in her <laughs> 20s. And so we just were blessed to have this network of people um, who we thought had really special authority to write on that one topic. Right. And so uh, I think the, the starting point, it was a blessing uh, just to have those resources and to have those people to call on. So then as far as the actual process, because we had people who really have such a level of expertise, they did a lot of the work themselves. I mean, they put, they put on our plate, you know, we, we learned a tremendous amount from reading their chapters. The challenge in editing a book, I can remember our editor said, you know, it's, a lot of people say it's harder to edit a book than it is to write a book. I'm sure. Because you have to, you, want, you have different voices, but you have to have one cohesive voice that flows throughout the book. And so, it was important for us to give people a template, a structure within to write, right. and for us to have very clear expectations communicated uh, of what we're trying to accomplish and how we're trying to communicate and, and the style and the tone that we're trying to communicate. There's a balance of having a consistent voice, but also letting people 
let their individuality and their individual personality and, and, uh, and knowledge flow through as well. So there's a real balance in that. Uh, and I commend you for the way that you've done that. I mean, uh, having read other books of essays, there can be enormous variety, but there is uh, both individuality and the consistency that you talk about here, and it's really, really, really helpful. Now, one of the uh, authors um, contributing here is my colleague, Tom Olson. So we've got to have right. a shout out in this conversation. Absolutely. Him. And he writes about music. He's thought about music in relation to public worship and in relation to youth ministry, particularly more than any other person I know. And I really, really enjoyed that contribution. Yeah. Uh, John Nielsen is another friend, um, right. and he is your co-editor. How did your partnership with John in, in this come about? Well, you know, John is a person who's done a, a lot of writing on gospel-centered youth ministry in different contexts. He's, he's written some for the Gospel Coalition. He's written a book about how to teach the Bible to kids. And so it was actually Crossway identified John and myself as, as two people to spearhead the project. And so that's how we came in contact with John. And, you know, I will take another shout out, another shout out to Tom. I think one of the strongest things about his chapter is that he demonstrates what it means to do gospel-centered youth ministry in the sense that you can see how he uses the word to inform his philosophy of ministry of, and, and as it pertains to music and worship and youth ministry. He just does it so effectively and so well. And so that's one of the things that we're trying to do through the book is to demonstrate for people how it is that Scripture informs you know, how we practically minister to young people. I love that. Now, grace at the very center of the gospel just permeates everything. You speak personally at one point in uh, your essay here where you say, I had no concept of the gospel of grace. And you talk about visiting uh, your own pastor, I think, and, and him helping you. Uh, talk a little bit about your own yeah. discovery of grace and what that was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a child and I had a real conversion when I was in the third grade. Um, but my, my understanding of Christianity after the third grade was you trust Jesus to be your Savior so that you can go to heaven, and then after that, you try really hard for God. Yep. And so I was just a performance addict. Your theology will, perform will inform your methodology. Yes, yeah, what you yeah. believe is how you're going to live. And so if I believed what God expected from me was to perform all the time, it carried over into my social life, into my academic life, into sports, into my relationships with my parents, and my religious life. And so as a performance junkie, I was just exhausted. Right. I was an exhausted kid. And I didn't really realize it, how I was unhappy and exhausted, because that's how I'd always been. And so finally, after graduate school, I was teaching high school in the inner city, and I literally came about a half step shy of having a nervous breakdown. And, you know, the thing that's ironic is just a year later, I was writing an English paper in graduate school, and I came across the word grace, and I realized I had to look it up in the dictionary. I didn't know what it meant. I had gone to church every Sunday my entire life. I'd gone to, ch to church every single Sunday in college, and I was involved in ministry, and I didn't know how to define grace, and I was 21 years old. And so I was in Charlotte, and I started, I was having trouble with depression and anxiety, and I was absolutely melting down. And, and so I went to go see my pastor, and I told him what was happening. He said, you have two problems here. The one problem is you're showing all the signs of a person about to have a nervous breakdown. He said, the second problem, which is really the bigger problem, is you do not know the gospel. He says, I, do, wow. I believe you're a Christian. Wow. I sincerely believe you're a Christian, but you don't know the gospel. The gospel is rest. The gospel means that Jesus carries the burden of your life. 
and the gospel means that you'll never have to prove yourself again. Wow. And Cameron, as, as far as I can see, your entire life is a complex of proving yourself and impressing people and trying to re-justify yourself. You say, Cameron, Jesus has already justified you. Like, it's, it's been done. You don't have to continue to save yourself every day, even as a Christian. And it was the greatest, it was the, it was the turning point of my whole life. Wow. I, had ne- it was, I had never felt rest or peace in my soul until I discovered that. And so part of my passion for gospel-centered youth ministry is like, I believed that if I had a perfect resume, then I was going to be a content person. Right. And I had a perfect resume as a high school kid and as a college kid and as someone going out into the working world. And I was a miserable person. And so, I mean, my life has been so much more joyful, so much more meaningful, so much more at rest since I came to know the gospel of grace. And my passion is for kids to know it as early as possible. That is so helpful. And uh, what you describe as your own earlier experience, I think is rife across um, youth ministries, young people who are raised in church and need to grasp the gospel of grace and your testimony uh, to how that happened in your life is really powerful. This book is going to make a great difference. It's really valuable for uh, anyone who's involved in youth ministry. Colin Hansen of the Gospel Coalition that uh, endorses this uh, writes at the uh, beginning of uh, the book, He says, what an eternal difference it would make if churches and youth groups around the world caught this vision to put the gospel at the center of their teachings, their Bible studies, retreats, small groups, mission trips, and service projects. And I think this book, Cameron, is really going to help a lot of youth pastors to do that. Now, you want a lot of youth leaders to move forward. So thank you for it. It's called Gospel-Centered Youth Ministry, a practical guide edited by Cameron Cole and John Nielsen. It's published by Crossway. It has the imprint of the Gospel Coalition on it. And so, Cameron, thanks for talking to readers and writers. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.